They did it! This time on Poll Hub, the Republicans have finally taken advantage of controlling the White House, the Senate, and the House all year to pass a big law they promised voters they would pass during the campaign. The tax bill is the biggest change to the U.S. tax code since 1987, when Cosby was the number one show and Walk Like an Egyptian was the number one song. So it's a big win for the GOP and President Trump, no? Well, we'll dig into the numbers to see. And do you say Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays? We've got new numbers showing who says what based on age and party. So let's get started. And hi, everybody. Welcome to Poll Hub. Uh, My name is J.D. Dapper. I'm the director of innovation here at the Marist Poll. And I'm Barbara Carvalho, director of the Marist Poll. And I'm Lee Marigoff, and I'm director of the Marist Institute for Public Opinion at Marist College. Hey, we got a tax bill. Yeah, finally, yep. Yeah, it's been all year that the Republicans and Democrats, basically everybody in politics has been talking about, can the Republicans get a big win when they control every piece of the legislature and and, and the White House? And they have um, a big win, as they define it, uh, as a legislative victory. But this is not necessarily the tax bill that, I mean, you're cutting taxes, yet it's not super popular. What is going on? I think it is a win in terms of the fact that it is sweeping tax reform. So it certainly does um, complement their campaign promise to do this, um, you know, which which you, you know, mentioned and, you know, we've been talking about for forever. Um, So in that sense, I think that uh, they certainly start the, the new year um, with the sense that something can and has happened in Washington, despite everybody's um, feeling that that could never happen. But that's the good news. That's okay. the good De- devil shows up because he's got the details. So the devil definitely is in the details. Americans are not in love with the direction and the content of this particular piece of legislation. So is a win, does a win turn out to be really a win? That's still to be decided. Um, Clearly, Obamacare initially was not all that popular, but became popular. So there's a chance that this could be also. But right now, most Americans are telling us that they think this is a bill a that will uh, a law that will um, d- help the wealthy, not the middle class or the poor. So and 60, yeah, sixty percent say it's going to help the wealthy. Twenty one, it'll help the twenty one percent of the middle class. Even twenty eight percent of Republicans think this is f- for the wealthy, and and so so this may be a win in terms of getting the votes needed in Washington, but. Do you have the support around the country? And I think that's still need <laughs> a lot of convincing to do on yeah, that. Yeah, Barbara, is this Absolutely. basically a partisan win? In other words, the Republicans, politically again, and I, we'll put the political hat on for a second, everybody was talking about how they needed to be able to deliver to the donors and to their voters, the base, uh, some proof that they could govern because they hadn't shown much, you know, ability to do that. Yeah, exactly. So this does that for those voters, but does that help them going into next you know, year and, and into the elections? I think that's really going to be a question, because right now, majority of Americans, 52 percent, thinks that this bill is going to hurt their family financially. That's not a good place to start. However, um, it is the starting point. And, um, you know, January 1st, 2018, um, there is going to be a decrease in the tax rate um, for income for most Americans. And the likelihood is that people are going to see some kind of a change um, in their paychecks. 
Um, it may not be a lot. It may not be what they were expecting, but they're going to see a little a little nudge one way or another. It may get completely eaten up by higher health care costs or health insurance costs. But I think the intent of the Congress um, and the president was to have literally something to show for it um, as we as we move into aside the, from into the just, year. Aside from just changing regulations and obviously the Supreme Court uh, nomination earlier and uh, appointment early in the year. But I, I'm struck that this occurs in the context clearly politically of special elections that although the Republicans have won most of have sort of had you know a message below them that the things were not looking well and clearly the, the well, election well, in Atlanta, so, so clear, Alabama did wait, wait, yeah let's clear that up the early special elections earlier in the year yeah. in very Republican districts all went Republican and Democrats were even more disillusioned Virginia <clears throat> not only did the governor's mm. uh, race go to a Democrat uh, the House is now, for the first time in 17 years, that the lower house is going to be Democratic by, tied by one by a single vote, vote. Changes one changes vote that. in one district changes right. the uh, majority. In, in, in that the house. is in amazing. New, yeah. I, I think <laughs> that is, that's right. one from political science classes. But but in New Jersey, Democrats win. In Alabama, which is a Republican state, Democrats win. So so what I think what you're getting at here is that given this Democratic undercurrent of wow, there seems yeah. to be a wave forming out at sea that's yeah. going to crash down on Republicans or Democrats will surf the wave, whatever, however you want to take it, uh, in November, where is the, well, how does this play into it? Well, I think, I think the big danger um, for the GOP in this bill um, is how it does play out during the year, because there are a lot of question marks of how this is going to affect average, average Americans and, most importantly, the economy. Um, you know, trickle down, which is kind of an odd kind of word for people to latch on to and think is uh, a positive um, is something that really is very divisive and polarized. You, you don't think uh, a, a trickle offsets well, a wave, I, I don't, for example, <laughs> well, that as could far be one as problem. water but, is concerned. But the, but the GOP can also be facing a, a real credibility mm. gap, and that has to do with the deficit. Um, if there's one place where there is agreement on this on this tax bill is that it is going to impact the deficit at least in the short term enormously and so how do how do they maintain their credibility on the deficit and still maintain See, programs that people people um, have and depend upon on a, on a daily basis. Look, look, making sausage, as we know, legislatively is never pretty. But what I thought really interesting about this, there were senators, for example, who have said not too long ago, I will not vote for a bill that raises one cent on the, well, this one did, and the votes did come in. And what I'm struck by is there, I think Mitch McConnell understood that this was not particularly popular. There was not a lot of advanced words as to what the details were, so people didn't get to mull this thing over. Members did not hold town meetings. There weren't a lot of hearings. So this was kind of like, you know, rushed through before the holidays, before we break, let's get through it. And and some some <laughs> senators said they hadn't even read the thing. Uh, and, and I thought there was a lot of oddness in, in this. Although, uh, to be fair, um, the, the case of, of Obamacare was mm. very similar, yes. where Democrats acknowledged they couldn't read through the whole bill before they voted on it. It voted on a fairly, almost 
entirely party line basis, et cetera, et cetera. But, but lots well, of hearings on that. But we know how that worked right. out. Right. Politically, and, we know how it worked out. What strikes me about this is, um, in, in, in one thing that strikes me is about the messaging. And Democrats and Republicans are obviously going to message this in different ways. And who wins that messaging battle over the course of 2018? I was struck by waking up the morning of the vote and you know what they're going to say on Fox. You know what they're going to say on MSNBC, right? I mean, it's, it's, the script sure. is already in. But on the morning shows, the network morning shows, and remember Fox and Friends and Morning Joe and MSNBC, who 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 watches those? DC watches those, right? Partis, hyper-partisans watch those. America watches the Today Show. Well, America watches yeah. Good Morning America and CBS. And on those shows, Paul Ryan went on and was taken to task by journalists, by the hosts of those mm-hmm. shows in ways that I was surprised by how tough they were on him calling out the question about the deficit and isn't this going to blow up the deficit? And he couldn't answer that on the three morning shows that Americans watch. It struck me when I saw that, it struck me that this is going to be a messaging battle in 2018. And if Democrats Democrats can muster even a little bit of, of, of skill in that, this does not seem like a super heavy lift for them. Is that likely to be borne out, well, do you think, in the numbers? It, well, we're actually seeing it in the so-called generic congressional ballot questions even now, where the Democrats, by all polls, ours included, showing uh, you know double-digit Democratic advantage right now. And I know we talk about individual districts not necessarily being caught up in that, but you certainly want to be ahead by double digits is a, is a large number and has been fairly indicative of what ultimately does happen in the in the midterm elections. Now, the Democrats have lots of seats to, to garner uh, and, and in the House. Um, you know, we knew that the House might be in play. With Alabama, suddenly the Senate becomes in play because that's, you know, such a, a narrow margin and very little room for error. And but but it's a long way to November. Still so, a long way to November. So and we're going to have thousands of news cycles between now and be- then. Before we finish on this, Barb, Donald Trump, we actually well, yeah, have I barely gonna, mentioned I was going to actually <laughs> jump in on that on okay. that point, too, because on, on the one hand, um, we did see that every time Congress sort of acted or acted, um, the numbers did change, uh, particularly among Republicans. But there was a nudge up in terms of their their approval ratings, congressional uh, approval Mm -hmm. ratings, and also regarding the generic question. So that will certainly be something um, that that we're monitoring. But so I don't know how tax reform, you know, ends up impacting, you know, both those kinds of measures and whether it in the end they can the GOP can win the messaging. But not just the, uh, I mean, this is Trump, though. I mean, well, no, no, no. I understand okay. that. So 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 that aside, uh, what we have seen in, um, I think, these past elections and special elections is a real anti-Trump fervor among the opposition. And I mean, I wonder, is this, is, is Trump now just becoming um, the the Hillary Clinton for his party? Wow. So, Could you say so, nothing more well, no. unpleasant well, for Donald but, but, Trump but, but, in, but, in, but in But in terms of, but in terms of, he, he has become yeah. a means of raising yeah. an incredible amount of money of mobilizing people to actually um, be recruited for positions to run for office mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and for the Democratic base to become much more active. I mean, when what we see in these 
um, the special elections and the off-year election was just an incredible amount of energy and intensity among the Democratic base. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is something that's unusual. It's the base. It's not overall turnout. Um, oh, certainly the turnout for these elections was much higher, but it was because of a particular group of voters that were turning out. And, and just very briefly, so how do you think that that this tax reform bill impacts Trump's popularity. He hasn't. We've talked about this in every third podcast that we've sure. done because it hasn't really moved. Hasn't Is moved. there any no. reason to believe, based on what you guys have seen over the last year, what we've seen in these polls, the Marist polls, everybody yeah. else's polls, any reason to believe well, that this bill moves the only, needle for any lengthy period oh, of time? Only, like only if people think uh, you know, just a win is a win, regardless. If they get into the details, then you know couple days from now, we'll be on to something else. My, and, my uh, guess, my guess is no. One of the things I've yeah. seen in the data is really people differentiating between what Congress does and what President Trump does. And I think that uh, President Trump obviously needed a legislative win, but he also needs a lot more. Well, he's calling it a big Christmas present, which Ooh. actually brings us to uh, another issue at this time of year. Do you say Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays? Lee, do you, do you, do you change that based on who you're speaking I, to? I think I, I'm, I'm sensitive to that. I mean, I think I, uh, you know, as, as, as someone who's interested in demography, I kind of yeah. read, read the, the tea leaves on that. Or what, about, get, what about you, Bob? I, I mean, I, I actually love you all leaves, holidays. And <laughs> um, I am not a person um, who would be offended if somebody wished me you know, any kind of a holiday. Happy so Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, uh, happy Kwanzaa. Um, and if, even if they didn't wish me a happy holiday, um, I do tend to say um, Merry Christmas when I'm shopping. Um, mm -hmm. And very often the uh, people who are working in the store will wish me a Merry Christmas and I will return um, that and I will certainly return the greeting um, if someone asks me. There, are, I think there are settings where I say happy holidays because I don't want to offend. And when I am in a more diverse setting, and I don't, You're I don't make, sure. right. I don't make demographic assumptions, <laughs> and I uh -oh. don't try uh -oh. to read people. Oh, this is, this is um, okay. So we've done a poll. Okay, now, wait uh, well, a second. Okay, wait, 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 Jay. This is touched off. This is touched off more controversy than our normal discussion. Yes. I uh, I say uh, happy holidays in most cases, having lived in New York for a very long time, New York City, which has a very broad mm -hmm. uh, yeah, demographic exactly. group. Um, I um, Long before the alleged war on Christmas began, I always said happy holidays. Um, and, and that was just uh, – also, I'm, I don't come from a religious background in particular, so I don't have any of that kind of built in. Would you take offense if someone – like Barb, no. Barb wants to ride in on any presents. I, clearly, I, no, no, she, it's not just presents. I I love most holidays, and I I very much enjoy learning um, about holidays that are celebrated yeah. by I, other people, I, ethnicities as well as religions. Yeah, so for I, me, um, you know, invite me to a Passover seder. I'm I think that that's right. terrific. Anyway, um, okay. we have a poll. The reason we're talking about yeah, this is not mm -hmm. not because our audience cares deeply about what we think. But what does America think? What do they say? Well, nearly 6 in 10 Americans, 59% this year, say that they 
prefer to be wished a Merry Christmas during the um, end of year celebrations, uh, during the Christmas holiday and uh, New Year's. And that's not changed, though. You said this year, but it's similar to last year. Yes, it is very similar to last year. And um, what I think is interesting is there is some difference. uh, You spoke to the fact that, you know, you were more sensitive having lived in New York City, and there are regional differences. And certainly in the Midwest and in the southern states of the United States, uh, two-thirds of Americans, around two-thirds of Americans, prefer the greeting of Merry Christmas. Where on the coasts, not surprisingly, um, Happy Holidays is uh, is probably neck and neck with Merry Christmas. And Lee, there's an age. Yeah, there's I a generational a, thing, yes. too. I, I was surprised by that. Yeah, yeah. So, so millennials are into, but, you know, just slightly a majority, but more likely than others to say, you know, happy holidays. As you get into the older generations, uh, you get into Gen X's, baby boomers, and the, you know, the so-called silent greatest generation. Uh, you know, you start climbing there, you end up with 77% saying Merry Christmas. So um, clearly there's a, 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 a greater sense among older Americans that this is a Merry Christmas greeting, uh, not so much so with uh, with uh, millennials. But that's not necessarily surprising because they grew up in a less diverse nation. We have become increasingly that's a diverse true. nation of diverse religions and diverse ethnicities and and diversity. You know, yeah. we are a far more diverse nation than we were when when people in the silent greatest generation were raised. You know, 60, 70 years ago, and so it's not necessarily. A surprise, although I was surprised by the jump from uh, millennials to even Gen X. It's more than 12 points uh, a, a difference between those who say happy holidays, uh, prefer to as millennials, and Gen X. I just don't think of them I, as being that far apart. You know, I, do hear, I do hear a lot about people saying, you know, we have to put the, you know, the Christ back in Christmas. Um, it's too, gone too commercial. I mean, we've asked that in prior polls mm-hmm. uh, in different years, and, and clearly there's a sentiment in, on, uh, along those lines. And I think also there's a sentiment that somehow this has become a political football. So the notion that, you know, Democrats are into happy holidays or Republicans are into Merry Christmas. Did you poll on that? Well, we looked at the, the cross tabs on yeah. that, and so that does uh, does play out a little bit more but, that yep, way. A majority of Democrats uh, say happy holidays, and... of Republicans prefer Merry Christmas. Well, what a perfect way to wrap up 2017 uh, to find that how we greet each other during the happiest time of year is now a partisan issue. But perhaps not in the future. Let's hope so. (laughs) That would be, we've got to talk about resolutions next week. I think you just found my So that will do it for this edition of Poll Hub. It's a production of the Maris Poll at Maris College. And a big thank you to our super executive producer, Mary Griffith, who keeps us rolling. And you should, as you have, we have requested before, to send questions to us at pollhub at maris.edu. Things you want us to talk about, things you might want us to poll on. We're happy to entertain your thoughts. And any place uh, that you are on social media, we are too, at Maris Poll on Twitter, Maris Poll on Facebook, Snapchat, and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe. We have had a, a large number, an increase of listeners over the course of this first year of Poll Hub, and we're excited about that. We love the fact that you're subscribing. We'd also ask you to do something we haven't asked before, which is to rate us. Um, and we can't say five stars. Although that's a good a is that, is that's that the a good measurement thing. number it's of a five stars? Star. Yeah, it's a it's up to five stars. So we can't tell people that they should do five stars. Although I always prefer five. 
to fewer stars. That would be my personal preference. Anyway, rate us if you like <laughs> us because it helps people find us uh, when they're looking that for a, other podcasts. That was a podcasts. very biased way of putting that. We, we would just say we would on a never scale of one that, star to five stars, We how would, would never use that as a polling question. I may not be here in 2018, guys, so I hope you enjoyed me as the host. <laughs>